0: Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, a podcast presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars related to game design and publishing. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the kind contributions of the panel speakers and Metatopia 2018. Episode 196 so you want to be a podcaster presented by phil vecchio cinda lino and monica speca
1: Oh, okay, all right, cool. Um, so I guess we're getting started. Yeah, so um, we can, we can do we write... even remember the name of the title? Uh, yeah. It's the, So You Want to Be a Podcast. Oh, then. all right, Wait, so... Okay. So give me one thing. Okay. Let's see if we can sort out the computer situation. Oh, is it screen. is it not going?
2: Take well, a look and make sure Audacity Audacity's going.
3: Except that it's oh, i went through that right <laughs> in my own glass of water.
2: <laughs> is it dead, dead? No, it's
3: just stuck on the sleep screen, so no one knows what it's doing. We're all assuming that it's recording, and
1: so, sure. I mean, it's 11.05. Yeah. Let's
2: just go. Okay, so welcome to Metatopia 2018. This is the So You Want to Be a Podcaster panel. Um, I guess we'll just introduce ourselves down the line. My name's Phil Vecchione, and uh, I'm the co-host on um, The Misdirected Mark uh, and Pandas Talking Games, both on the Misdirected Mark Network.
3: Hi, um, I am Senda Leno, and I do She's a Super Geek, which is an actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. And I also do Panda Stalking Games with this gentleman right here, which is a GMing advice show. And um, I also co-run the Misdirected Mark Network of podcasts, which is, what, gosh, ten other, it's like a conglomeration of about ten podcasts um, working together. Cool.
1: Hi, uh, I'm Monica. Um, I co-host and produce... Uh, the show Bonus Experience, which is a design show about running, writing, designing games hosted by two queer women. Uh, and we've tagged a new tagline onto our show, which is, we are two queer women talking with authority about games. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is also kind of a comedy show, because as you've seen, I'm kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My co-host is extremely funny. I'm kind <laughs> of funny, she's really funny. Uh, so we talk about like topics you might go to a panel here at Metatopia. The two of us talk about it. We discuss it for 30 minutes. Yes. What's his name again, please? Bones Experience. I'm going to write it down. Yeah. Oh, here. Yeah, we're, 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 we're,
3: I'm, I'm standing, so I'll take care of us. And like, you write here Yeah, I'm view. standing because I'm dead. And that works this
1: deep. look is called barely hanging on. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, my shirt's not even tucked in. <laughs> I think so. Do you want to check the computer? We I just started. I think we're good. OK. <laughs> we just left it recording. We're like, yeah. Jason, we'll fix it.
1: I also had terrible handwriting, <coughs> so it's called Bonus Experience, and the, the website is bxpcast.com. We're not a part of any network, but maybe we'd like to Well, be. maybe we should talk. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I have a business card for you. Okay, <laughs> hand me your business card, you shall probably lose,
1: but thank you. That's totally
2: okay. We'll find you. Okay. Game design, it, so we actually do a game design podcast. Is game design, it's actually a couple of different podcasts all rolled up into one. Cool. But we should introduce everyone else. Um, oh. I'm, I'm left-hand, militantly left-handed, so I'm going to start all right. from the left.
0: All right. uh, my name is Tim. Uh, I am a, a, a GM for my groups, uh, and I'm in sort of the planning stages of uh, thinking about how to do an audio drama podcast
2: Sweet. based mm-hmm. in other people's indie RPG settings mm-hmm. as a way to sort of signal boost
0: the kinds of stories that they want to tell.
2: That's yeah, fantastic.
4: I'm Abigail Korkman, I'm an indie video game developer uh, who also dabbles in making tabletop RPGs. And I'm coming out with my second video game and looking for promotional opportunities and was told at this convention that I should talk to podcasters. So There you
0: go. Excellent. Um, Daniel, um just a guy... <laughs> I'm um, thinking of uh, creating a podcast with uh, some of my friends where we pull up a random Wikipedia article and turn that into an RPG thing, be it like an ah. item or uh, fun. like a playbook or yeah. something systematic, agnostic uh, if possible. Okay. That's cool. That's awesome. That's fun, yeah. I'm Marshall Bradshaw, he, him. I am piecing together with a friend of mine. We both frequently facilitate freeform LARPs, and we want to have a panel discussing those LARPs and trying to recreate the cool experience you have going down a list of golden cobras with a friend and chatting about all that really unique design.
2: Excellent. So um, so we're going to talk about uh, I guess we're going to talk about setting up podcasts and sure. kind of what it takes to and we'll also answer every question you have um, okay. ab- about podcasts. I'll, I'll jump in
1: on this because I bonus experience is less than a year old. We've been doing it uh we officially released in march but we started recording in december uh
3: so smart though yes so
1: (laughs) let me give you the best piece of advice that i came up with and followed myself which is always have a backlog um we we were running out of back material and I was like, no, 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 no. We cannot run out of back material. We have to get something out. My, unfortunately, my co-host actually got bronchitis and has been laid up for weeks. Um, we're both writers. I'm obviously a game designer. I do a lot of freelance work. Um, she's actually a professional fiction writer. She's working on a book contract. We were both super busy. Then she got super sick and I was like, I'm at Metatopia, I'm at another convention next week, we do not have any time to record, what are we going to do? So I actually had to do a whole bunch of solo stuff. I've been interviewing people here with just me. But always have a backlog. You want to be two episodes ahead of yourself, always. Um, Before we released, we actually um, scripted. We script, you don't have to. Um, We script and record two episodes ahead, Um, and when we released, we had six episodes in the bank before we got started. I would accept no less than six ready to go. They weren't edited, they just were recorded, they were in the file, the shared, we have a shared Google Drive um, because we don't live near each other. Um, If you're gonna do a co-host, the best sound is a partner who you're in the same room with, Um, but if you're not, get a good sound editor and do local audio on both ends. Like you can talk over Skype or Discord Hangouts, we use Mumble. Whatever, use a chat program, but do local audio on your own end, and then you can stitch those two sound files together, and it'll sound like you are in the same room. Yes.
0: Can you tell us more about Mumble? Um, is, it's is there free. a strong
1: reason why that one? Because I already had a server for it. Okay. Yeah. So
3: we actually, so Phil and I live across the country from each other, right? And. We have a weekly podcast that releases...
2: With no backlog.
3: <laughs> with oh. no backlog because we like to live dangerous. <laughs> that <us>. is so <laughs> dangerous. Don't, don't do what we do. Uh-huh. Do what she said. <laughs> yes. No,
1: when, you, when you're getting started, because this is about getting started, for the love of God, put yourself six episodes ahead. Even if you want to release weekly, that will give you six weeks to fuck it up.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm swearing and on this. Yeah, Sorry. No. Yes, we swear, die we mad are about explicit it. Explicit you
3: have been warned. Yeah, well, <laughs> my
1: podcast also opens with yes we swear, die mad about it. We didn't I didn't want to get hate mail being like, You ladies are so foul mouthed. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs>
2: so so let me let me go back to um, let me go back to the beginnings of, of setting up a podcast. So uh, clear, like clearly the first thing is um, you should have a show idea. Right? So oh. you should have a concept you should have a concept for your show that um, encapsulates um, what your show does. Um, And to be honest, you're going to be competing with a ton of podcasts. So the more unique, the more interesting your spin is for your concept, um, the easier it's going to be to get people to recognize it and pick it up. So uh, a show on uh, game design done by two queer women becomes extremely interesting to me. our show, we talk about, um, primarily, we talk about uh, GMing topics in terms of the difference between doing one-shots and campaigns. So okay. we take a single topic, Santa talks about it from doing a one-shot. I talk about how that same topic unfolds when you do a campaign. Um, our Misdirected Mark show has, we're, what, 340 episodes in? Too The, many. Sh- the show has pivoted about five times. Um, mm-hmm. So the show is primarily a game design show. Uh, that does what we call um, uh, exploratory play. So we, don't, we do actual play on the show, but we stop in the middle and we break down all the game mechanics for the game that we're currently playing. So we'll play for like 20 minutes and stop and say, okay, let's talk about these Numenera mecha- mechanics right now and break down what's happening and then go back to play. So anyway, a good, co- a good solid concept um, is really important because when you have to plan your show, you need to know what you're planning to, and when you, much like a game, when you pitch your show to people, um, having something that you, people can quickly grab onto and say, oh yes, that's, of course, that's something I'm totally interested in, um, is right. way better than, hey, my buds and I, we all got together, uh, you know, on a Friday night, we hang out with a mic on, and we're, just, we're, talk, we're talking about games.
3: So you need to know who your audience is, is part of that, and if you tell me that your audience is people who listen to RPG APs, okay, there are so many actual plays, there are so many actors. So ways. many. Like, so tell me what makes yours different that you're approaching an audience that is specific enough that you can target them, right? I know who my audience is. Um, it is uh, it's women who play RPGs with an X and they're not an E, right? Um, but who play RPGs because it, it's getting a heck of a lot better now. Like my podcast is quite honestly, when I started, she's a super geek. I couldn't find any other RPG podcasts that were doing actual play that had a specific bent in the direction of, hey, girls play RPGs, <laughs> right? Like I knew I could count on one hand, less than one hand, the number of podcasts that had a woman on them who was not just a player with bunny ears, right? Cause there were like two, there was Cthulhu and Friends and there was Campaign that Cat Cool was running. And that was it. Right, um, And so when I started that podcast, I knew there was a hole. There's a hole right here. Nobody is going and playing indie games and highlighting like how many women actually run games because we all know that that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a certain level of invisibility. And so that was a market that I knew because I can fulfill it myself, right? That's the other thing. Um, I knew that I could take that space and say, I know who my audience is, I know exactly what my purpose is, and I know why I'm different than say one shot because my show format is very similar to one shot, but I know what makes me different, right? Um, And there's a secondary piece to that and it's something to consider and it has to do with having a backlog um, and it has to do with how you set, set up your show format and that is, are you the person who is singularly responsible for generating the content of your show at all times, right? So I'm really sneaky. On Pandas Talking Games, yeah, like, we're solely responsible all the time, but it's not even usually an hour-long show because it started off being short form. We're like, this is gonna be a 15-minute show.
2: <laughs> it's a 45-minute show. It's a 45-minute <laughs> show.
3: Um, it's 30 minutes of show and 15 minutes of outtakes. Um, <laughs> every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, when I approached these a Super Geek, the thing that I was like is like, okay, I want women to be GMs on my show. And I know that I can always fulfill that role. And I know that my co-host can always fulfill that role if we need us to. By the way, but I'm
2: not that co-host. You're, no, no you different just co-host. Did, you just, just stood sorry, in my direction, sorry. but I am not that co-host. No, this is,
3: this is my panda co-host. I have another co-host for that show. Um, but I knew that between she and I, we could always fulfill that need, right? So we can always generate content for that show, but it doesn't have to be us. I can ask someone else on to run the game for me, and then I can just edit the audio. Right? And so I'm really sneaky about that. Like, I don't have to be solely responsible. I can schedule people Can be like, oh my gosh, you have a new game coming out. When's your Kickstarter? Come on my show, run it for me. Right? Magic content. So it is something also to think about and it just depends on how much time you're giving yourself because editing takes time. When we talk about editing a podcast, I'm not sure.
1: I don't do the editing. My co host does well, the I'll talk about how we do our division of right. Labor right, when right. You're not. I
3: am the editor for both my shows. <laughs> 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 um, and so I can speak very directly to my particular process. Um, in terms of raw audio. Well,
2: hang on. I'm going to yeah. I, I I'm gonna keep introducing more 101 topics. We're going to get to editing and but, stuff.
3: In but, this. but, but, but,
1: okay, okay fine. Then. Let me jump in quick <laughs> on the division of labor because I think division of labor is really mm-hmm. important to getting started. Um, if you're going to do a solo show, which is fine, you're doing all the work. Everything. Everything. You do everything. You do the, the, you, the release time, you do your your content, you're responsible for editing your audio, um, you're responsible for updating your social media, which by the way you should have all of those things. Um, you don't have to be constantly updating your social media if you're not that sort of person. We don't really do that, we probably should be better about it, but neither of us are social media experts. But we do have a Twitter, we have a website, we have an email address, we don't have a Facebook page because neither of us want to jump into that hole. Um, <laughs> You, you, that's where audience is, though. So if you want to do it, put it there. Um, we don't have a community because both of us a long time ago established a gaming community that was terrible. But we were in our 20s, and let's. <clears throat> also, my co-host was like, "Hey, let's do an IP," and I went, "No!" <laughs> 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 because there's so many actual players. There's plays. so many, right? Um, so. Uh, I write our outline, I choose our topics. We we go back and forth choosing topics, but I have the final say on whether or not we're talking about what it is we're talking about. Um, I answer all our emails. Um, Because I have a day job, I cannot put the files up on the internet at 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday. I mean, I think she puts it up the night before and sets it to go out, but like, she is a stay-at-home mom who's an author. That's not to say that she doesn't have a lot of work to do, but she's at home with internet that's unlimited. And I am at work where there is and it is very limited. <laughs> uh, so she does things like update her Twitter, um, put the file up. She knows how to do audio editing. I know how to turn Audacity on. <laughs> I know how to record my local audio. I don't know how to fix it. Um, so we actually split up the duties. I also schedule all, all our interviews, um, and I schedule our podcasts. So, like, I do a lot of the production, and I do a lot of networking. Like, I um, joined a Pod, um, a RPG podcaster group Tess um, that RPG yes. group. you know them yes. she's, she's delightful yes. <laughs> I'm in that discord yep. I'm a part of that group because actually uh, the people who listen to RPG podcasts are other people who make RPG podcasts hmm. Some of them. Some of them. <laughs> Some of them. There are but, a large like, number. But there are a large number. But, like, the people who are almost, honestly hugely interested in listening to your show are people who also do shows. And it's fine to be a part of that community and share your audio promos. Eventually, you're going to want to make an audio promo and share it with people. I have one. I can send it to you.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk, we talk after this. We are going to talk after
1: this. So, yeah, the, like, having a co-host or co-hosts like, if you want a group of people, that's fine, too. Then there's even more people to divide the labor among. But then it's also more people you have to manage. Yeah. People so that you got you to gotta think about how you're dividing your labor, too.
2: Mm-hmm. So concept hosts. Um, then you get into the technical part, right? You're going to need hardware. Um, so you're going to need to figure out, um, based on your co host based on whether you're recording remotely, whether you're recording together, Um, it's going to put different requirements on what gear you need and also finances. How much are you willing to spend uh, to get started? So for instance, uh, when Senda and I record, we record remotely. So we use Google Hangouts. We each have a mic and we record directly to our computers. So uh, that outlay is like 70, 80 bucks for a good mic um, and free software, just audacity to record locally. Uh, the Misdirected Mark records live uh, three people in a room and also streams live to Twitch uh, at the same time. Uh, that requires a completely different setup. That is uh, three studio mics, a mixer, all of that run into a recorder, all of that run through a computer that is streaming everything out, there's a camera involved, and all of that. That's a completely different uh, level of layout. and. So you do need to kind of plan that. So if you're going, like if you're planning, I think your show was with your friends to talk about LARP, are you all
0: going to be in the same room? Uh, no, it'd be me and one co-host who is four hours away. Perfect. So in which case, it's there's easier. a... easier. Yeah, in which case,
2: <laughs> the, so it's easier on hardware. It's going to yeah. be a little harder when we talk about editing in a minute. Yeah, on the back. So right. in that case, what you're doing is you're just, you're going to each purchase a mic. There are several really good mics that are relatively inexpensive. Yeah, we can talk about that Yeah, later. I'm like
3: a, oh, later, or I was just going to throw out, like, the the, the the Blue Yeti is one that people talk about what all I the got. time. The
2: Blue Yeti. It's, the,
3: it's really good. There's a there's um, an Audio-Technica, Technica. I think it's the 122, that actually can go back and forth between being USB and... The ATR. Is it the ATR? The
2: ATR, it's, right? It's, and it's
3: got it's got better, more focused sound, but it is also a fantastic mic. And those are the two. Yeah, he's got the Audio Technica. I have a Blue Yeti. I'm kind of jealous of his Audio technica sometimes because it has very good sound focus. It doesn't pick up as much room noise. Um, but and like it, those are two mics that we like to record. And it does swap out.
1: So I have a, I have a Blue Snowball, which is yeah. the slightly different
3: That's this little dude yes, right here, yes. which is also pretty reasonable. Yes, I have a yep. Blue Snowball,
1: which is a gift. I asked, that was a Christmas present. So like, if you want a nice, if you have parents who will buy you expensive electronics yeah. for Christmas, because mine will, or like a rich uncle or whatever, um, <laughs> uh, or someone else who will buy you a pricey gift, mm-hmm. ask for it as a gift. That's where I got my thing. But I also have a really nice gaming headset mm-hmm. um, where I put the mic like up around my eyeball, seriously, because uh, then it doesn't, you, know, don't, you don't get me serial killer breathing into it. Um, and it picks up the sound nice, and that records some real crisp local audio because the mic's right here. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'd use that a lot, but the headset sits real tight on my ears and it becomes uncomfortable. If I'm doing a long recording, like if I'm guesting on someone's show that's an hour, um, bonus experience is 30 to 45 minutes. Um, we do bullshit a lot, so it's really more like 50 minutes of recording. <laughs> 30 minutes of content.
3: <laughs> well, that sounds like <laughs> Candace talking <Dog and> games.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, it's customary for us to record a little bit on air before we get started because it's actually a good idea to warm up with your co-host. Um, and by warm up, I mean just get relaxed, especially if you want to do a discussion show. You want to be comfortable with your co-host and get relaxed. and Then, then the content you that's coming out of your mouth hole is going to be really natural sounding, even if you've scripted it.
3: Right. There's a thing to say about chemistry, but we can jump back into that oh, sure. at some point. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that you, can, you can't manufacture You, you can't, you can't that manufacture, oh. but, but warming up helps, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah like, it hey, hey, it's my friend, and right. let's talk about our day for a second, and now I can jump in. Which, is,
2: which gets back to editing, right? Yeah, it gets back it, to- That it, has to get all cut it's out. Good it's, it's good to um,
3: do that, too, if you're
1: going to interview someone who you don't
3: know. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's real good. I was going to say one more thing about Mike, since yep. we just went down the Mike rabbit hole. you repeat
0: the name of the one that wasn't either of the Yetis? Oh, uh, the Audio Technica. Audio Technica. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the ATR. Okay. Yep. And I think, but I think they have a, uh, they might Taking have a lower price that. point one too that um, is also pretty decent. Right, and, and the Audio Technica is like
2: seventy-five. I actually probably, yeah. am <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I'm going to find it in my Amazon list in a second. Like, right, <laughs>
3: that's what that's what he's got. So the other thing that I would say is, um, if you're talking about recording locally, like you are all going to be in the same place. Um, you are talking about a bigger investment even if you're not doing all the Twitch stuff that Phil does because um, putting a single mic in the center of a table, um, whether it's for a panel or for an actual play, that doesn't really cut it in terms of what audience is looking for. They are significantly more discerning about what your podcast sounds like these days because we have people producing podcasts like James D'Amato who has a studio and he has all the microphones, right? Um, And that kind of thing so you are Um, you do have to consider that um, you have to achieve a certain level of audio quality, or you will lose people no matter what your content is, because they will take one listen to it and be like, oh, I can't stand the audio quality of this. And there are so many other podcasts right now um, that they will find someone else to listen to instead, right? Who went and invested in five mics to do a local recording. Um, And that is something that you have to consider in terms of initial layout. Um, and how you're going to record. Yeah, um,
1: I'm actually on another show which unfortunately is not as competently edited as, I don't want to dish too hard because the person in charge of that is also my friend, but he, um, my co-host for bonus experience is an outstanding audio editor. She is tremendously talented at it. The person who edits the other show, not so much. He mostly just like cuts out pauses and then doesn't do anything. We all record remotely, we don't do local audio, he doesn't stitch everything together, and it sounds terrible sometimes. Uh, and it, has been going for like eight years, and it has an audience about the same size as the podcast I've been doing for six months, which earned enough money from our, re- our listeners from how much they loved it within six months to buy that domain name. So, um, it's not a huge audience, but it is an audience, and they're an, an, a paying audience. So we're now we're like Patreon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll is, talk about that's a whole that. Other we'll talk, we can get that into that. We'll talk about that in started. a second <laughs> as well. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Sure.
4: Regards to setting up microphones. Okay. Um, I do a lot of live action role playing games, and then recently in one that that involves um, uh, going on missions in giant robots with two set people talking on Skype. Okay. And they've been very um, cinematic and compelling, and I'd like to record them in order to be able to share an aspect of it with the rest of the world. Uh, Would you recommend? Uh, in that situation, because there's going to be a lot of ambient noise, because robots crashing and people talking and LARPing, a reporting of the sound, uh, of, I don't even the term. Local audio? Local audio or the alternative in that situation, like what do you do if you have stuff happening
3: Uh, So that's, it it gets into what kind of mic you're using is going to make a huge difference to you, and that is a situation in which like of the two mics that we just happen to have mentioned, which we know happen to be in the reasonable affordability category, um, I would definitely 100% tell you to look into the Audio Technica. And the reason for that is even like, um, even like this, this Blue Yeti that's sitting right here, this is an omni-focus mic. It's picking up everything in the room, and you do not want that. The audio technicas are extremely focused. If you are not right here in front of it, it's cutting out that audio, right? So you're still gonna pick up a little bit because there's no way to completely eliminate that kind of stuff, but it's gonna be um, significantly more focused. So it comes down to how you focus the mic and what kind of mic you're using is what's gonna really help you save that. But you are gonna wanna do local audio recordings to wherever they are, right? Um,
2: Can I tell you the Audio-Technica Oh right? yeah, yeah, tell us about the it's audio It's the technica. ATR 2100.
3: Yeah, that's nice. the one that you've got. Thank you. Yep, yeah. and,
2: and it is that it's <coughs> that USB and XLR. Right, is a the great. nice
3: thing about being able to do both is that if at some point you decide to upgrade into a soundboard and that kind of thing, then you can, because you're not just stuck with the USB. And I'm totally with you, because I have a Yeti, right? Yes. And if we just, we're USB forever, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sure, have to buy an audio out out an <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> So um, if there's sound effects that you have the
1: file for, like if the spaceship sounds are just a sound effect file, um, whoever's doing your audio editing, maybe that's you. I would do local audio on your players and then you can just edit all those sounds back in. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah. So sound effects stuff is definitely a something that happens in post. Yes. Yeah. Not something that happens record. It. I mean, they're obviously going to be
1: happening because the players are playing I mean, they with those sounds. It. They're yeah. experiencing it, but you're recording just their voices. And then you can put those spaceship blaster crashing right. sounds back in and, later.
2: And you're going to want to do it that way because if you have to edit anything and take anything that they say out, um, if there's running background noise, so it's easy to take, it's easy to clip what someone says, like edit something out. But if it also has background noise in it, it creates a weird jarring effect. People like,
3: will be able to tell. <laughs> right. It gives
1: you that like walkie-talkie sound.
2: Yeah. So if you <laughs> if you take out the audio and then lay down the background noise over it, then it it sounds like that's what happened as opposed to
3: This is this gets into the audio drama part too, mm-hmm. right? right? So the other part about laying in sound effects after um once you put the voice tracks together um and then putting in your sound effects is that it also gives you extremely precise control over the volume and placement of each one of those sound effects because the key thing when you're adding in sound effects is they need to be quieter than you think they do. Because if you cover the voices and I can't tell what those people are saying or if I'm even just straining at all to try and tell what those people are saying, It's like when we talk about graphic design and legibility, like I can kind of make out what that word says, but like I would like this game better if I could read the title.
2: Contrast is the word you're looking for. Yeah, so we want- There's an audio contrast. There's a
3: key thing where you've got to be able to hear what they're saying because the most important thing is the words. The sound effects are cool, but secondary, right?
2: Story is going to be the most important part. Yeah, I, I anyway. want. I wanted before we open up to even more questions. Right. I want to just get through um, hosting. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, okay. I just you, want to get like. You enough. have a list in your head.
1: Do you mean hosting <laughs> is in like the part where you talk about talk on the show, or hosting is <laughs> in like on a website? On the on website. website. Okay, cool. Because yeah. that's another cost that we should talk about.
2: Yeah. Yes. So, so we've got. <laughs> all right. So, so now you've got you've got hosts. You've got so you've got a concept. You've got hosts. Uh, we've talked about some gear
3: equipment. Yay. Um,
2: We'll, I, and I think because we're going to come back and talk, I think a little bit more about editing. But you're going to have some software for editing. Um, in a pinch, aud- I shouldn't even say in a pinch. Almost everybody uses Audacity. I don't use Audacity. I know you don't. You're, yeah. like, the, you're like the only. I,
3: I record in Audacity, but I don't right. edit in Audacity.
2: Anyway, Audacity's fine for editing. Mm-hmm.
1: Um uh, sure. <laughs> it's serviceable. Like um, what is the free Photoshop? GIMP. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. It's exactly like
3: that. Okay. Yes. Carrying okay. on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you have
2: a Mac, just use i. Just use GarageBand. Garage right. Okay. Um, but then, like, in order for the world to hear your podcast, it has to go up into into the internet, um, and for that, you're going to need to host your uh, you're going to need to host your show on a web server. So you're going to have to find a web server. Uh, probably the two most important things for a web server, and I think you can talk a little bit more about this. But space, yeah, um, we have uh, audio
3: files are big.
2: Audio yeah. files are big, and if your show or network continues. Um, that it just uh, gets bigger. It, I think we're at now. I think misdirected Mark. The network is something at several terabytes.
3: Well, I think uh, we're at terabytes. Chris
2: bought a couple. Terab- oh, oh, he
3: bought four space. Yeah, because we yeah. hit, we hit a couple hundred gigabytes and then found out they weren't backing us up anymore. Right. Don't do that.
2: But we don't even post our entire backlog anymore. Yeah. Of shows. It's so, too big, right? right? So we
3: should also point out that this
1: is not free. Right. This is not free. This, right. is, this,
2: this will is be an expense you're going to occur. Right.
1: At. Um, so I host indif- uh, independently because I'm not a part of a network um, we pay Libsyn we're on Libsyn mm-hmm. um, and we pay them five bucks a month Right. so it's not a huge expense we split it, I pay two dollars and fifty cents <laughs> a month, um, we have a shared PayPal account that is a business account that has both of our accounts linked to it I just put five bucks, I, I think I paid I was like I'll pay for the half the year I just dropped like twenty or so dollars into it and so I paid for the year because um, I have a regular, frequent day job, and I have more money than she does, so I took care of that expense. But like, we sh- we split that, and it's not it's not a pocket drainer, but it is a cost. So you have to be aware that when you are starting, it's not free,
3: right? right. So, and I think Libsyn and um, Blueberry are the two most well known, specifically <laughs> podcast hosts. Um, if you're feeling techie, you can go out and get your own host. I host one of my shows on um, a server that. Um, You know, I have a wonderful friend that I've had for a really long time and she happens to be a server admin and I'm like, cool, here's my money for my domain name. And she says, cool, here's your space. And I say, awesome, I'm running the software in WordPress that handles um, encoding my RSS feed so that it goes out as a podcast. This is all sorts of technical stuff we can get into in a second, in more detail. Um, and you know, I'm literally just uploading files through an FTP and putting them in the right place and then linking them into that RSS feed, and they go out, right? So it depends on how much you're willing to commit.
2: I'm going to break you down for just one yeah. second. Yeah. How familiar is everyone? With That's all, a good idea. How Thank familiar you. is everyone with all those terms? WordPress, RSS feeds. Okay. <laughs> All right, so so you're gonna so the first thing you do is you're gonna secure a host, tentacle fingers. Right? You're gonna see, you're gonna secure a host, a, a server out somewhere on the internet. Uh, the next thing you need to do is actually put software on it to uh, be able to connect to it.
3: I'm gonna pause you for one second, yeah. and the reason is we are talking about two slightly different things, and that yeah, you. you and I are talking about hosting because that's how we've done it. Yeah. Libsyn and Blueberry take care of a bunch of this do they, stuff. Do they for WordPress
2: you. it and everything? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, yes. good. Yeah. So, then you're
3: so I, depending on how you do this, so I don't. Put it up because my co-host is
1: responsible yeah. for that. As she has more readily access to the internet than I do during daytime hours. Um, but I believe she just uploads the file, right. types the funny description because her copy yeah. is fucking hysterical, um, and hits p- picks a time I guess and hits schedule release. or schedule or, send or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Libsyn yeah. releases it on. We have a bonus. Uh, I think it's bonusexpcast.libsyn.com. Right? Yes. You have a you have a part of that, and you pay them for so much server space. Um, I don't remember how much our value is, but we can release two. We, We have about like an hour and a half worth of content we can release every month. Right. Uh, and sometimes we have a big episode, and then we run out of server space by our next release date, and so we have a whole bunch of tiny episodes <laughs> that we go, oh no, we've run out of server space, give us more money guys, give us more money, and then we'll upgrade Libsyn, and then we'll do more shows, come on, come on, come on, come on. Right. And, and that's the
2: it's, pros and, and cons that's, that's between them. That's the pros them.
3: and cons, right? right? There's less techie stuff, right? but you are paying them for the service, right. not just the host. So if you are doing an hour-long
1: show, you will be able to release only once a month on Libsyn for right. the lowest price. Yes.
3: You can pay more and have more space. Yep. I believe the next step up is 15 bucks a month. Right. Now, so what Phil and I are doing, and this is true of the Misdirected Mark Network and also She's a Super Geek has a separate page, right? So we have our hosting space just like you would for any website. Um, both of those uh, servers are running installations of WordPress because that's how we do websites in the modern age which are
2: free which, which Word,
3: wordpress, wordpress is free is, free. Our, our yep. Yep. is in fact a WordPress, wordpress
1: site but you do have to pay wordpress if you want a name like that
3: uh yes if you're getting your hosting space from wordpress.com right yeah okay there's so many details yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, this, um, this website was bonusexpcast.wordpress.com, and then our listeners paid us enough money so that we
3: could just have that. have that. Nice. <laughs> so it's very good. Yeah. So, um, but you can host anywhere you want. Right? How does
0: WordPress compare to like Squarespace or a few other?
3: So here's the key thing with WordPress. WordPress because is free. WordPress, well, firstly, WordPress is free. So if you have your own host space, like even if you're not, if you're not on WordPress.com, doesn't matter. I'm not on WordPress.com. We can just take WordPress and install it anywhere we want, right? Um, so we put it on our server space. But the second thing is that WordPress is built for blogging, which means that it's already generating RSS feeds. So when we talk about RSS feeds, that means that feed that pushes out content to people so that they can subscribe to it and always see the latest updates, right? And WordPress was built to do that for blogging, so it's text content. There is, um, there's numerous, I'm gonna make a very strong recommendation, but there are numerous plugins for WordPress that adapt it to also send the appropriate information to go with an audio podcast because that is also an RSS feed, right?
2: right. So an RSS feed, tech just to get a little technical. Yeah, you get more
3: technical. RSS
2: feed is an XML file um, that lists out all of your podcast episodes, the link to where, uh, where to download the episode. The reason why it's important is uh, the RSS feed is what every podcatcher, like independent podcatcher, like Android podcatchers uses to pick up the site and, and download your episodes. It is what iTunes uses in order to list all of your content on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and all of those. So. That RSS feed, however it gets generated. So Libsyn generates yeah, an RSS Libsyn feed. Libsyn does it
3: for you. Right. Yeah. right. So this you is are, where we get into, like, right. the, you you're are paying are for the service. right? Libsyn,
1: your podcast is on every podcatcher that pulls mm-hmm. from Libsyn. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. It um, is. You I believe you have to put yourself on Stitcher. Mm-hmm. You always have to put, put yourself, yourself on, on Stitcher. Stitcher. We're on Stitcher.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Stitcher?
1: It's another podcast catcher, but it doesn't pull. It doesn't pull. It doesn't pull from
3: anybody. You have to
1: submit it, and and people love using it. I don't know what makes it better than any other ones because I don't use it. But people, but people like it. People people love it. So if you want to put your, you have to go to the next. You have to go out and put yourself on Stitcher and put yourself on SoundCloud, Um, and we are on both of those. Um, But it's it's a thing that you have to go out and do. It's not hard. You just have to do it.
2: Right, and, and but one of the things you have to do when you do it is give, give them, them the your RSS,
3: RSS feed. feed. Yeah. yeah,
2: right. So <laughs>
3: that's what everybody needs. That, right,
2: that, that is it. that is your currency, right? Like that that's is
3: how they are going to find. Everybody you. so,
2: wants your RSS feed.
3: So there's that. The, so the thing I'm going to say: there are multitude of plugins for WordPress that allow it to give the right information for an audio podcast and an RSS feed format. Um, But, so Blueberry, which is one of the places that does the same thing as Libsyn, the other thing they do is they make a free plugin for WordPress that adds that to all of your posts, right? So you get to control the podcast information, um, and then you add in where the link is to the audio episode, it verifies it for you, and it sends it out in that RSS feed. So I'm going to recommend that one, it's called PowerPress. And the reason I'm gonna recommend that is Blueberry, besides being the place Um, one of the two places that does that that service. Um, Libsyn does stats and stuff for people who pay pay for that. Blueberry does download stats and stuff for anyone who signs up. So if you make a Blueberry account, this is the, as far as I know, and and stats for downloads and stuff for podcasts are honestly like so loosey-goosey and hard to track because there are so many places people could download it and everybody's tracking differently and like can you track subscribers versus someone who downloaded one episode and like, oh my gosh, it's a mess, right? But the best that we have so far, right now, is that Blueberry does a pretty good job of um, extrapolating that sort of information based on the patterns of people downloading things. So if you make a free Blueberry account and then use PowerPress software and you don't have to do anything else to set it up, you just have to be logged in with your account, it will tell you, at least to the best of our ability to track it right now, your total downloads for an individual episode or for your podcast as a whole, right? So that's not necessarily something that I was worried about right at the beginning. Me neither. Right, like I didn't care. And then I had to switch everything around later because then I was like, oh crap, now I care. <laughs> and I wanna know, and I had to do a bunch of rearranging business to make that happen. And it was fine, but it was a bunch of work that I could have avoided. Um, and the thing is that what it comes down to, it does two things for you, right? It's a really easy way for you to tell personally, like this is what's going on. Um, it is also, if you get into monetizing a podcast, if you get into advertising, the thing people are going to want to know is how many people are listening to each episode. How many listeners do you get per month? Yep. Because yeah. that's what they're going to pay on. Because in the same way we would, we would discuss um, clicks per view in terms of web advertising, like how many people clicked through this link who saw it. On a podcast, we're talking about um, like how many people are hearing it i'm gonna pay you per listener right um so that is the kind of stuff that you can set yourself up for success if you do that at the beginning and do not follow my mistakes but again if you go through an actual service like libsyn that kind of stuff is much more taken care of for you so it is depends on if you want to dig in and do the techie stuff if you're like yes we're just gonna get this out here which is also fantastic and great
2: um I'm, i'm gonna plug a quick i'm gonna i'm gonna quick plug a um three podcast episodes done by friends of ours The guys at Gaming and BS. Oh. Um, They did Sean, who runs the technical side of the show, did a three-part bonus episode on, uh, in gruesome detail of how (laughs) every (laughs) aspect of the show gets done, from recording to hosting to all of that. And so the uh, the podcast called Gaming and BS, and uh, it's the bonus BS episodes. Like you you can just search on their website. But if you search bonus BS. And you search for behind the scenes. There's a three-part episode. So it's like three hours of content where Sean explains everything about audio editing. He explains all of their setup um, in terms of you know how they have everything together. And Sean had been a podcaster before they did Gaming and BS. He was a, a professional podcaster for another show. Like he's really good. Um, And it's a really good uh, step-by-step, because I think we're blasting through a lot
1: of stuff. We are,
3: but we actually are down to about 15 minutes, so I was going to say, is there, we should, I have actually one more thing that you
1: should consider when you're starting, and that is pay someone unless you have the skills to make you an outstanding logo Mm -hmm. and banner. yes. Um, I have a (laughs) friend who is an outstanding graphic designer. I highly encourage everyone to go pull up the website right now and admire it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I paid her $300 to do it. Now, that's because that is the rate she charges and she knows the value of her work and that is very expensive, Um, but it looks great. Uh, And she gave me the rights to use them as much as I want. So it's our Twitter image, it's our banner on the website. Um, it's our image on Google Play, it's our image on Libsyn. Um, yep. I have it in a dozen different resolutions, so I have a tiny logo, I have a big logo. Um, I'm allowed to print it on my business card. Um, part of the value that I paid her was the right to use it. Um, and we are actually in talks to do... My, my, our show has a running joke that both of us really love sparkling water. Um, and my co host loves LaCroix specifically. Uh, uh, because s- it's the best. <laughs> I just drink grocery <laughs> store seltzer because I'm cheap. Um, <laughs> but she, like, the LaCroix and how to pronounce LaCroix is a running joke through the show.
3: I wasn't going to comment. Now, I'm, now I have to listen <laughs> to LaCroix.
1: <laughs> <sure. laughs> <laughs> uh, Correct. Can, you can listen to our show in which we joke about how you pronounce the name of that product. But because that is a running joke, I'm in the, in the process of we are going to have shirts for our one-year anniversary that say bonus experience, but in the le Croix <laughs> yes. font like, with the weird like yes. 90s background. And I yes. think I'm going to make them available only in green and orange, which are not our <laughs> podcast colors. <laughs> so um, that's the kind of humor you can expect from the show. But we did pay an artist to do our thing oh and our banner is and if you're not looking at it um a character sheet uh whose player is our imaginary editor Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have we have a third member of the crew who is an imaginary woman named margaret who covers from here i guess yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and there's there's dice on it and like our logo and everything and and the the (laughs) game manual i paid her an awful lot of money to make that look really nice um Yep. Yeah, we have, we have an imaginary editor named Margaret. That's also a running joke through the show, and we're very <laughs> mean to her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and the okay. logo, I'm, real, I'm mean to me, and I am the editor. I'm like, oh, future sender will take care of that. <laughs> and,
2: and, and the logo is really important. Uh, having a good logo, um, and again, it, it is hard because it is expensive. Like, to get a good graphic artist to do your logo um, is not a small uh, amount of money, but uh, think of it this way. That logo, every time somebody picks up their phone, it's on their podcatcher. It's the logo for your show. It is the logo on the website. It is the logo on your Twitter. It is your brand that um oh, you will one. use everywhere. Um We uh I'm trying to think, yeah. the that's Misdirected Mark the of,
1: Oh like, shit, that's starting <laughs> to find my own show. The, the
2: misdirected the misdirected mark has um the misdirected mark, mark shut is,
1: up, that's that's me, shut up.
0: <laughs>
2: Our graphic designer did ours. Wow. Um Misdirected yeah. Mark's a bit more complicated in that it's um, it is a publishing company. It is well, there are three companies. It's,
3: it's three bits, yeah. Right.
2: It is Gnome Stew, the blog. It is Misdirected Mark, the um, podcast um, network, and it is Encoded Designs, the publishing company. So, the graphic designer from Encoded Designs did our logo, but for pandas, uh, Meg Dornbrock, who's here at Metatopia, yeah, wandering
3: around in adorable Lindy Bob dresses. Not right. that I'm wearing one today, too, but anyway.
2: But Meg mm-hmm. did. Meg did our. Uh, Meg did our pandas.
3: Yeah, she did our pandas and they're adorable. Right. And it has helped us out so much because um, there have been different conventions where I've been like... I'm giving out pins for my podcast. Like, I have little button pins, and people are like, what's your podcast? I don't even care. Give me the adorable pandas. And I'm like, yes. Wear that around the whole con. It has my website on it.
2: (laughs) And we could do a whole, well, actually, there's been like five other panels on marketing. All of
3: the marketing stuff that has been on other panels at Metatopia, if you go back and listen when Jason releases these podcast episodes, All of those same things hold true for podcasts that they do for games right so there's a lot of information you can just cross you
2: need an audience yeah right and you're gonna the initial audience is gonna be all your friends who listen to the show but how you go from that to bigger audiences um, is a whole thing we talk about but i will give my one quick tip which is go guest on somebody else's podcast yeah
1: yeah like
2: go get on somebody's podcast who has a much bigger audience go on and talk because people who listen to podcasts listen to other podcasts and yeah. so showing being on a podcast and being kind of awesome on that podcast guarantees that some of their people will yeah. become your people
3: yep and um, you can do things like when you have I keep name dropping James D'Amato but hmm? I don't know He's how you probably like one of the biggest movers yeah, in the RPG
1: podcast especially world.
3: in indie RPG yeah. podcasting yep. right which is like one of those things so like when he was on um, when he has been on my show Because he shares that out too, and then his audience knows that my numbers go up and then they go go right, but they
2: they never go all the way back down. They never go all
3: the way back down, but like when he's on, it's like boink and then like comes back to not quite as low as it was before, right? Because I still gain people from that, right? But like you know, that kind of stuff is effective.
2: I mean, Mr. Active Mark did that with you.
3: Oh, really? Did I spike your listenership? I don't no, think we so. Spy, no, in, in reverse. Yeah, we, in
2: reverse. Like we started yeah, yeah. promoting your show heavily before yeah, you joined the
3: network. Yeah, you did. And it,
2: whoop. <laughs> right. Uh, we and Gaming BS was a thing where the Gaming BS and Misdirected Mark um, Venn diagrams are overlapped because uh, we basically um, kept driving people to Gaming and BS, and then as they got people, they started driving them back to us. So yeah. Um, so
3: basically, also go out there. We, um, I would say, in my experience, the podcasting community. Um, for RPGs is super friendly. We Mm -hmm. all really want to support each other. We're totally there for you. Like, uh, follow, like, jump on on Twitter. Like, tell me what you're doing. Like, I'm happy to answer questions there and stuff. I think what we should do probably with the rest of the panel, because we've got about 10 minutes left, is um, see if we can peg through anything that you guys have in particular that you want to make sure that we've touched on before we you know, get kicked out of the room.
1: Yeah, are there any questions that we didn't already ramble through? Yeah. I like got a real quick one. Yeah. Yes. Is it Libsyn
0: or Libsyn? Lib, Lib-, S- Lib- B-
3: liberated B- with
1: syndication a is what it's short for. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like
0: a Y too. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I know. I yeah. know. Right. Plot twist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's not super obvious. Yeah.
0: Um, most of the mics you mentioned, you said were for remote recording. Do you have any recommendations for local recording?
3: The Audio Technica. Oh, David, David that David
2: Audio Technica is great for just that reason because um, it, it does do both. both.
1: Yeah. 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 The Snowball will record mm-hmm. the whole room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I didn't really realize how much room sound is a thing. Like I'd heard it from other sound techs, and I'm not a sound tech person. Um, like, but my snow—I I don't have a studio. I have a bedroom, so uh, my my blue snowball. I actually was why I prefer to use the gaming mic because it's right here. The snowball is right here, and then you can hear my cats. Um, you can hear me moving. You can hear the chair. You can hear the AC unit kicking on. You can hear my husband walking around in the background. Like, it records. The room, and I unless mean. your room is a soundproof booth, pro tip, it's
3: probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Although, if you can and nobody needs to see you, your closet may be a really good option because your clothes will absorb a lot. Except
2: yes. for ventilation. You will die slowly. We of know a couple of people who do that, and <laughs> summers are brutal for recording. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: No, I just um, usually prefer the headset if I'm yep. going to record in a room. Um, I do use it for... I'm on a stream with some friends. We're playing it on RPG. But, um, we used t- t- Twitch stream it. You can see it every other Thursday. Um, but I use my Snowball for that, mostly because the headset's uncomfortable and we play for four hours.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, that audio Technica is fantastic. And yeah, then you will need a soundboard. Happen. Or a uh, Zoom. If,
3: if you're going to record locally. Yeah. Yeah. It has to run into something.
2: Oh, so we should just really quick on the technical point. So oh, okay. the sound so the soundboard collapses all of your audio, but right, you still you plug need something. Everything,
3: all the mics go into the soundboard, but then the Zoom part is like, you still have to then have it, the soundboard has to output the sound to something that is actually recording and storing the audio file. Yep. And so that,
2: that can be your computer.
3: Can be your computer. Or for you guys at the Zoom.
2: Uh, yeah. So the, it, the Zoom is a small handheld recorder. Um, you can plug mics into it. I think the high-end one, like James has, uh, plugs four mics. The middle one plugs, I think, uh, the the lower one plugs two. Um, and it'll even if you have no mics, you can actually hold it up to somebody. Like people use it for yeah, like interviews, convention convention, convention, and stuff. right?
3: And it's not terrible for that. It's actually no. reasonable. And
2: it's like this big. It's not terribly expensive, but it will record all your audio, and then you can just you know basically either hook it up or pop out the yeah, memory card. USB, like. And take Thanks. it up for editing.
1: I've had to do a couple face-to-face interviews because I our backlog ran out, yeah, so yeah. I had to uh. I had to fill it out um, without a, a co-host. Um, so I, my husband's here doing design, so we did an episode talking <coughs> to him, and then I picked up one of my other designer friends and did that. But I had to do it with the blue snowball mic, so I've made a lot of work for Margaret. She's
3: gonna have her work cut right. out for her cutting out all the background noise. Yeah, and I will <laughs> say also like there's a certain level of background noise you can cut out, and there's a certain level of background noise you can't cut yeah. out because um, you can. Um, Okay, let me get technical for one more second then we'll see if there's more questions. So um, just a key thing, so if you end up in this situation, you know what to Google and I won't go into too much detail beyond that. Um, If you need to cut background noise, the most powerful tool for doing that initially is called a noise gate and most programs will have that built in so that you can do that and what it does is it looks for a certain frequency and you can say, look, anything that is outside of X frequency that I'm identifying is no longer in this recording. And so that's how you can do things like air conditioner sounds, room sounds, that kind of stuff. Um, If you give yourself a second where you can just, um, like if we're all silent in here for a second, you can hear the air moving, right? That's what I mean about room sound. Yeah, yeah. So if you record a second of that with no one talking, then you're giving yourself a sample to work with, to use that noise gate to just pinpoint that sound, and then you can take it out and then it won't affect the voices as much. Now, if there's too much and you have to gate out too much, then you start losing things like every S that I say is gonna start blending in with the sound of the air in here and suddenly consonants start dropping out, right? So,
2: so the quick noise t- gate. The quick <laughs> tip is for your noise gate is, and the way we always do it, is we do a five second countdown and the last three seconds are silent. Mm-hmm. So you know we'll just either be on mics. I mean you and I do it a little differently, but yeah, when we do it uh, for, when is. we do it for Misdirected Mark, it's always five, four. You know it's five, four. So that's but that it's that three seconds is.
3: But yeah, they're
1: live in person. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is actually what um, films do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the sound tech guys will make them
3: everybody be silent. Yep. and then record the sound. And it just sound. gets yep. that sample yep. for you to. So just a thing, like if you need to deal with it, that's the thing to Google. There's tons of information on the internet about how to use that effectively and,
2: and tons of podcasters um, you can tweet to who yeah, are also we'll
3: help okay, with that. A couple okay, more, five questions? more minutes.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, so just in terms of getting like the physicality of like the of the recording down. The mic goes into the uh, to the soundboard. The yeah. soundboard so if you're
3: local, right, yeah,
2: right. Specifically the local. So <clears throat> it goes from soundboard to mixer. Or the soundboard? Nope, soundboard, soundboard, soundboard is the mixer. Is the mixer. Yep. Is the mixer. okay. But then okay. you need a recording device.
3: Right, something okay. that's actually going to store it, and that might be your computer, mm-hmm. or it might be a third thing like a Zoom. Okay. Right? Yep. Someplace that's just recording that audio. The thing is, as you're getting that audio out, if that's in raw format, if we're talking about like Wave or something like mm-hmm. that, it's huge, mm-hmm. right? Huge. Yeah. It's okay. real big. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're used to dealing with MP3s, which are significantly compressed. Mm-hmm. So we don't think about if you just have... Um, uncompressed audio, how large that is. So when I record a four hour AP, um, each individual sound file from say four different people that I recorded with, because we all recorded locally in different locations, so like one of those sound files usually pushes um, between two to three gigabytes of storage space, right? I I had to
1: pay Google Drive for more space so that Mm -hmm. I could continue to share that with my buddy.
3: Right. So, like, storage space is an issue. So that's why we say you might want to put it to your computer, but you might not want to put it directly to your computer because if storage space is an issue... You can just
2: buy... Like, like you can...
3: Murder it real quick. Right with the yeah. Zoom,
2: you can just get you know a micro USB right, card. It's, and it's and some ridiculous size for you know. Wait till Christmas and Best Buy. will sell it for
1: you know. Black Friday's coming up. Yeah, Black <laughs> Friday. Yeah, right.
2: Like Black exactly. Friday. You get yourself like a hundred gigs. Slap it right into the Zoom. The other nice thing about the Zoom is if you ever decide to go anywhere else, um, the Zoom goes you take it with you. The, yeah. like the Zoom goes with you. Like we don't bring the mixing board no. anywhere. The board. It's, our, it's our board's oh. en- and we have an old board. It's enormous. Our can, smaller. Yeah, you can
3: get little ones now, but still, like you're talking about carrying another like giant right. object but, around. Right, but with the you. zoom
2: you just chuck in your backpack. Okay. And it's like it's good to go. In fact, uh, we just did a recording for one shot, and James yeah. did the whole thing so on, a on, on a zoom with a handful of mics.
3: So he didn't okay. have to bring a computer with him because he's not going to mess with that audio until he gets home. Right? Okay. Yeah. Does that answer? Yeah, or, I, yeah,
2: I think just in terms of like the, the how to
1: actually plug the machine. Right, right, right. The right, other
3: right. Machine. Yep. Yes. Any other questions? Yeah.
4: Um, how
1: would
3: you approach podcasts to contribute content to them? Uh, Email. So there is actually, and so At I, d- uh, of course, um, this is where it gets interesting because I know that it takes Jason a while to go through all of this stuff.
2: i you finish. I'm going to go upstairs. And yeah, good. You go set up it?
3: for the other panel. Yes. Um, we have back-to-back back this morning. Oh, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry.
1: I'm so sorry. Contacting people about contacting people. on the show.
3: Um, so I don't know exactly when it will come out. Uh, James and I at like 10 o'clock on Friday night, so like no one was here, right? But like um, did a, a, a panel specifically about how to approach podcasters for promotional purposes. So I know that that will come out on, um, on this podcast eventually, right? I don't know exactly when. Um, the quick tips for that are yes, email or reach out on Twitter. Um, know what their show is. So for example, if you approach me specifically and you say to me, um, hey, can I do an interview on your show? I'm gonna say no, because I'm not an interview show, right? Like, I don't do interviews. Um, But if you approach me and say, I have a game and I'd like to run it on your show, then I'll say, cool, let's talk, right? So um, there's a lot of, uh, the best tip that I can give you is know what the show is, know what you want from the podcaster because the bigger they are, the less time they have to spend trying to get out of you what you're going for. So if you're just like, hi, I really like your show and I do one too, I'm gonna be like, cool? Nice, Like, good, I don't know what you, like what are you asking for? Um, So it's tricky because um, a lot of us, me included, like I have trouble reaching out and not being like, and, and like asking for things from people that I look up to a lot, right? But the clearer you are, Um, in a polite way about what you're going for, the more likely you are to just get a response that's like, yes, awesome, or tell me more, or um, sorry, like it doesn't really work in my schedule, or whatever it is, right? and everybody's really nice so the worst thing that will say that will happen is they'll say they no they just say no yeah, yeah. so
1: a quick rider but that's
3: still not even it's not a reflection on you Sorry. right
1: a quick rider on that is that my show is not an interview show when people asked us to do interviews and then we decided to do interviews <laughs> well right. I wanted I wanted happen. like yeah. I wanted the audience from talking to these people because those people are going to share oh yeah but so we were also brand new and I was like you know we can do it. an interview oh, yeah. or two well, uh, but but so and we yeah. our show also specifically invites people to contact us for that reason so okay. yes
3: <laughs> we're going to get out of here yeah, right. so that Eric can have the stand thank you so thank much you for guys. coming guys um, if you, any of you want business cards, if you want to meet me right out front, I have some. I don't have any. Take a picture of
2: that. <laughs> Take a picture of this because I am no about to erase interest. it. Oh, no. <laughs> Eric
3: is going to erase all of our information, but one more time that's bxpcastsaskeek.com <laughs> uh, and <laughs> misdirectedmark.com. <laughs> Sorry, is <laughs> my. my.
4: Sorry
3: for I
1: all yeah. You
4: say, you yeah.
1: You yeah. I a <laughs> like do a thing that we want